This is episode 12 of Banter Motivation. I am Iyamide. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening to everyone, except those that abuse their significant others, partners, spouses, whoever the special person in your life is, physically, emotionally, financially, verbally, spiritually, in whatever way you are doing it. Stop it! The kingdom of heaven does not have space for you. We will be talking about that today extensively. I am excited because I have a guest who has some experience personally and professionally because she is a psychotherapist. So we'll be talking about mental health. We'll be talking about relationships, the role of mental health in relationships or abusive relationships. We're talking about Dr. Dre because there's more information that is out now about his case, the amount of money his wife is asking for. I don't know if you guys have heard, but there is a Ghanaian pastor who threatened his wife on video and killed her. And we'll be dissecting that a little bit. And then finally, you guys probably also know that Cardi B is supposedly, allegedly getting a divorce from Offset. So join me in welcoming Orode Oduan. Orode, please feel free. Introduce yourself. I am a, I'm a social entrepreneur, but I'm also a psychotherapist. Um, yeah, that's about it. I am a mom. I'm a single mom. I have okay. two very annoying awesome kids. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and um, what else? Passionate about Jesus. Passionate yes. about God. Um, I um, love people. Uh, yeah, just, just all of those things. Yeah, that's okay. about it. Okay. Yeah, so fun fact, when we were, we barely started uni, already opened a foundation uh, to do with breast cancer <laughs> and things and things. So I think you guys have expanded now. It's not just breast cancer, but you're still active, right? Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah, so what, what, what exactly do you guys do? Pink Pearl Foundation. So we do women's health now. Okay. Um, so what we are trying to do is raise awareness for wholeness, healthy living. So mental, physical, spiritual, you know, the full works. Because um, I found out that, I mean, breast cancer is very important. So that, that was what we started with. But then over time, um, I've seen that a lot of women are not, uh, well, they're aware that they need to take care of their health, but then they don't pay as much attention as they need to. So women are always trying to take care of everybody else, True. except for themselves. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yes. And it, it doesn't really help anyone. By the time you're, you're giving, 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 and you're empty, you have nothing else to give. So we're just creating that awareness that women need to learn how to uh, be whole. And that's like a holistic approach. So from your mental state to your physical body to your spiritual growth. Um, yeah, so women's health generally. Okay, that is amazing. So I'm glad you mentioned mental health because every week I try to kind of highlight, obviously I'm not a professional, but just highlight the fact that that's an area we neg- neglect a lot, especially being black people, being African people. It's not something we think about. We just think we're strong. We can do anything. By the time you have a breakdown, it's kind of late. Yeah. So we've been in lockdown six months and counting at this point. People are tired. People are frustrated. For those that live in the abroad, all these Black Lives Matter protests, this one killed this one. There's a lot going on. So what tips would you give as you know a person and as a professional? What do you think people should do? How should you preserve your mental state or your sanity? What should you do to take care of yourself really? In, in this time so 
for times like this, I think just a few obvious things that, you know, you should do. First and foremost, I think one of the things that creates um, anxiety in people is just that feeling of loss of control mm-hmm. when you feel like you can't determine what the next day is saying or what the next step is going to be or what tomorrow has to bring and I feel like COVID did that for us <laughs> it mm-hmm. really made a lot of people feel like they had lost control because okay. at some point we didn't know what was next yeah. you know everybody stay in your house okay for how long okay Am I going to have a job when this is over? Is there going to be money in my account? You know, it's just, it's just, it just brought people to that, that place where there was no control. I mean, you're living your daily life. Um, you're going to wake up in the morning, you go to work, there's a schedule, there's a mm-hmm. routine. You know what you're doing tomorrow. You have your blah, 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 blah. And then this thing comes and everything shuts down. <laughs> you know what I mean? And nobody has an idea what's, what's happening, what's you know? So we're thrown into a frenzy. We become anxious because we cannot control there is no idea of i have i have a i have and have i have an idea what's coming next mm-hmm. and that's what creates anxiety um so in this season i've i've learned to I, I hear myself saying a lot to people especially from a spiritual angle you need to learn how to um not try to be in total control of everything and learn to focus on the now so what is it around me in this moment that I can take control of? Um, if it's waking up and taking a shower, that's I can control that. Making mm. a meal, breakfast, lunch, and dinner, I can control that. Um, giving a hug to my kids, my spouse, my family, I can control that. Mm. You need to step away from trying to envision the next seven months, which is not a bad thing. It's great. But then in just in this season, because of what we've experienced this year, I'm hearing myself say to a lot of people, focus on the today. What do you have in front of you that you can control? What that does is it takes away that feeling of anxiety because it's just a human nature. You want to be able to take the boxes, right? You want to mm-hmm. be able to say, okay, I've done this, I've done that. My goal is this and I did that and I did that. It, it makes you feel a bit um, more confident, more in control of yourself, less anxious. Sure. So focus on the today. What are, what are the things in my in my immediate vicinity that I can take the boxes for, that I can control. It helps your mind um, kind of like move away from the anxious feeling of, oh my God, what is the end of 2020 going to be like? And just that taking it a day at a time. time. So you wake up every day and you take it a day at a time. Doesn't take away from your five-year plan, your one-year goal, your no, doesn't take away from that. Mm -hmm. But then learn to take a step back and take it a day at a time. Um, Something else is you need to, I know we hear this a lot, but you need to learn to plug off, (laughs) Mm -hmm. like pull the plugs, like because I mean, that's like the source of the devilish anxiousness. That's the source of anxiety. When you're looking around you and you feel like, oh, all those things are happening, the world is moving so fast, there's danger here, uh, you know, crazy things that happen around mm-hmm. the world. At the same time, you're also seeing people who are doing things. So you also feel like, oh my God, Why I'm missing I now. Is <laughs> my life, see COVID <laughs> now, I lost my job. Blah, 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 blah. Meanwhile, the person posted a picture from seven years ago. True. And you're thinking that that's the person, <laughs> that's that's the person, person right today. now. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. You know, so it's it, it pays to always just plug off. Like, step away from social media for a bit. Step away from the news for a bit. I know people 
say, oh, the news is supposed to keep us updated, but I promise you, like, it's one of the one of the one of the major foundations of anxiety because mm-hmm. it's just always something crazy happening out there. Mm-hmm. So take some time and step away. Nothing is going to get missing. Everything that you left there is going to be there when <laughs> you, you come, come back. back so even it. if you take a day, first, you come back and meet it. If you True. take a day out of the week and log off and step away. Uh, from every, you know, from social media, mm-hmm. from news, from just external factors, mm-hmm. so that you can learn to internalize your mind. You learn to um, bring it home, literally. Mm-hmm. Like, don't let the external um, um, determine what your thought process mm-hmm. is and all of those things. Don't let your, your emotions, your behaviors be determined by the external factors, what you hear, what you see, what you're picking up everywhere. But then you step away and you can then internalize, you know, they say meditate, meditate, meditate. It pays, just internalize, hear your own voice, mm-hmm. hear your own thoughts. Mm-hmm. Spiritually, they hear God's voice, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, it pays to step away. Um, something else that I have personally done in this COVID season then is I've learned to be thankful. Mm. Um, it, 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 it would feel like there is nothing to be thankful for. It would feel like, oh yeah, but all this craziness is happening. You know, what is there to be thankful for? But every day when you wake up and you're able to breathe, <laughs> you know, to start ventilator. with, it's, it's, a, it's a, exactly, <laughs> it's a good enough reason to be thankful because the fact that you breathe it means that you can apply yourself into something you know yes you might have got the job but if i wake up that morning and i can breathe it means that i can still pick up my computer and i can look for another job or i can start a small business or i can have a side hustle there is just that innate um thing that i'm learning every day to be grateful for something small even if it's the indomie in the morning it's just (laughs) that thing to be (laughs) it's true though because in, in the midst of hopelessness, you want to have something you can hold on to. Yeah. The human nature is accustomed to, um, we are wired to to look outside of ourselves, to have something to hold, to on, hold to. on to. So in chaos, it's just, it's just it, it will just help you to find something to be grateful for. Just one thing. It's not a lot. It's not, it might not be $30 billion in your account. But then just one thing. That when you say that, oh, I'm thankful for this one thing, you begin to remove layers of other things <laughs> that was not holding that you're thankful for. Yeah. That state of gratitude has really, especially in this COVID season, my goodness. My goodness. <laughs> but <laughs> just finding something in the midst of the chaos and saying okay in craziness there's this one thing that i'm thankful for um has really 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 helped me and i feel like it helps a lot of people and then finally i would like to say something that that helps as well is um being aware of your thoughts so mindfulness Mm. right the ability to pretty much control your thinking pattern. And I teach this a lot to people. I say, look, if you can control your thoughts, right, you mm-hmm. can control your behavior, you can control your emotions. I find that people who don't understand the importance of what it means to be aware of the, of the, of the thoughts that they think yeah, about, yeah. what it means to be aware of your own mind. Um, because... You cannot control the things that come your way in terms of the thoughts and the things that you pick up, but then you can control what you deliberate on and how you react or respond to those thoughts, right? So in a season like COVID, right, you you know, thoughts will come, oh my God, what if you caught COVID and you died? Or what if you, 
you know, after you lose your job, you never get another. Just crazy thoughts, right? Come your way. To learn how to take those negative thoughts. I'm not saying that it's always going to be great and it's always going to be rosy, but then understanding that you can control the outcome of those thoughts is very important Mm. because I feel like people allow thoughts come into their heads and they just act on whatever comes. You know what I mean? Oh, depressive thoughts. Oh my God, it's all over. You know, my life is gone. (laughs) I'm finished. Because some some crazy thoughts comes your way. But then learning that, look, I am not, first first things first, I'm not my thoughts. They're Mm. just thoughts, right? Mm. I'm not my thoughts. And, you know, thoughts are, thoughts can be controlled. Thoughts yeah. can be changed. You can either decide to take the thoughts and say, okay, I'm going to I'm gonna dwell on this thought and make a positive outcome of it, or I'm going to dwell on this thought and I'm going to make a negative outcome of it. So mindfulness is very key. It's something we need to start teaching, even to kids from yes. a very early age. You can't yeah. teach kids how to be self-aware, mm. how to be aware of their minds. Um, I found that a lot of my clients started doing um, CBT approach, um, cognitive behavioral therapy approach for clients. And I found that just, um, you know, focusing on that ability to control your thoughts and your thinking pattern has really helped. Um, Seeing them transform, yes, their behaviors and their actions and whatnot. Um, Yeah, so those, 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 those things are, have what has um, really helped me in this in this COVID season yeah. because every outcome or every result of anything that happens in your life you have the control over, yep. and it always starts with thoughts. Thought. It always starts with thoughts. It always starts with just one little idea or a thought. So it is left to you to say, okay, I'm not going to let this thing um, create a negative outcome. I'm not going to let it let, let me get me depressed or get me upset or whatnot. Or I'm going to take this thought, I'm going to either throw it away or I'm going to take it and I'm going to transform it and bring out a positive outcome okay. from it. Um, it would really help because, yeah, the, the, it's crazy out there and so many things just come your way. Mm-hmm. So learning to take control of those thoughts is really important. Wow. I love that. I think a lot of the other things are things we hear all the time, but the mindfulness and being aware is something we don't I know, yes, especially as Africans, you're taught if you have a bad thought, maybe you say, God forbid, or something. But after that, what do you do with the thought? I think that's as important as the thought itself. What do you do with it? How do you approach it? How do you know all of that? So that's an amazing, very, very amazing one. So on one of our previous um, episodes, we talked about prenups, prenuptial agreements. And I got a lot of feedback. You know, surprisingly, a lot of people were like, yes, I'll get a prenup. I already said personally, I don't think so. Also, I don't have anything for anybody to take. So really, if you want to share, <laughs> share my shoes and <laughs> other things in half, <laughs> that's fine. But I do understand that it's something serious. And if you have a lot at stake, you know, if you're like a celebrity or whatever, you've built an empire or a business, you want to protect that. So we're talking about Dr. Dre and his wife. And now... That was just when the story came out. Now we've had some more information. His wife says, you know, I need $2 million a month to maintain myself. And guys are like, what? This is what we don't like. Women are always looking for how to take our money. It's always about ah, ah, ah. But when, you know, take my money as a man. But when you're married, it's supposed to be we, right? That's the whole idea to become one. So whatever you're making or becoming, it's a group effort, right? And I mentioned that on that episode that the man might technically be the one out there doing the hustle. But the woman is also at home doing her own hustle. Because if you didn't have someone holding it down at home, you won't have that freedom 
to be, mm. you know, achieving whatever you want to achieve. Someone was going to school events and picking them up and dropping them at soccer and doing homework when they were sick. So, you know, there was somebody caring for them, being the parent, allowing you to travel, go to meetings, whatever it is, stay up, you know, at work late, whatever it is that you needed to do. So I guess two questions. One, what she's asking for is it outrageous. So let me read it out in case people haven't heard <laughs> what she's asking for. So it's technically 1936000 And she says laundry and dry cleaning, 10000 a month. Clothes, a 135K a month. Education. Right. So when she says education, I don't know. So they have two kids. One is 19, one is 23. So I don't know whose education she's talking about, but she just says tuition and living expenses. Maybe they have a tutor. I don't know. 60000 a month. Honestly, even Harvard, they don't charge. It's not monthly. So, okay. This is the biggest one. Entertainment. She said 900000 a month. Well, you're not sure what kind of entertainment you want. Fair enough. Say. Maybe Beyonce comes to her house to perform for her every week or every month. That's a possibility, well, right? That's another one. Then she says charitable contributions, 125K. Mortgage, 100K. Then cell phone, email, 20K a month. She might be calling, you know, someone in North, Northern Arabia. 20K a month. First of all, what email service does she use? Let's start from that. Because even if you're, you have professional Google, whatever, 20K a month? Really? That's money that doctors are making as their monthly salary. You want to use it for cell phone and email. So at the end of the Yeah. Yeah, no, I was going to say at the end of the day, right? For me, it depends on what she's used to, right? Obviously, mm. I don't have <laughs> this money, so I cannot have it in my budget. Do you understand? <laughs> That's what I'm saying. I think it's relative on one hand. It seems so absurd to us because we are not on that level, right? We don't make that kind of money to be spending. How much do I have that I want to spend two million a month? Even in dream, I've not even dreamed that. My dream is not that <laughs> confident or bold to be dreaming, you know? So I think of it as it's relative. If you are used to a certain lifestyle and a certain amount of money or a certain circle, some things will be normal to you that are not normal to other people. So I think that's something we need to keep in mind when we are shouting, ah, ah, why now? Is she a thief? Why does she want to take in here all this money to do? Some of them do seem outrageous. I won't lie. Like the 900K a month, that's when I'm stuck on for entertainment. But Netflix, Netflix Premium or you are in the studio, you're helping them select the movies that should appear on Netflix. Which one? So what's your own opinion as far as, you know, prenups in the first place? And then, yeah. you know, what we may ask for, what should they be entitled to, all of that? Okay, so um, this is actually quite an because I never used to believe in prenups. Mm-hmm. I mean, I've been married before and I never used to believe in prenups. For me, it was, you know, till the bed doors pass. <laughs> you know, this is what the Lord has made. Um, this is marvelous in our eyes, you know. But uh, alas, here we are. <laughs> and uh, you know, my sisters, they used to say it's in a uh, worry who not go, no, no. If they had told me then, maybe I would have done it, you know. <laughs> wow, okay, I'm sorry, guys. I'm I'm just saying because here's the thing: it's not, it's not an, it's not normal, right? Mm-hmm. Let's 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 go spiritual. We're we're Christians. Yeah. It's not God's original design that we design in prenups. True. It's not original design. Our original design is that 
hey, this guy was alone. Let's bring him a woman together. You know, go. You're blessed. Take dominion of the earth. One will kill uh, 10,000, two mm-hmm. will kill 10,000. That, that's God's original design. Jesus said it in the beginning. It was not so. Mm. It's not. So prenup is not God's original plan for our lives. Neither is divorce or separation. The reality is, yeah. as much as we want to say that, and, and, and I'm going to sound very weird because in my own right, I love Jesus. God, everyone knows that. And I, I, I can't, you can't. As much as we want to say what God has joined together, you know, this man, even if God came in your dream and said, this is your husband, you do not know anybody's intentions. Mm-hmm. You don't. He might be such a great guy for 20 years. You know what I mean? And then one day the guy can just get up and be stupid. Mm-hmm. He might be God's ordained husband for, for you. you. No yeah. jokes. Like I'm not even playing around. But then at the end of the day, Man has a choice. Hmm, free will. I, yes, free will. He might, he might choose one day and say, I don't want to follow God no more. You know what I mean? Sure. God's not going <laughs> to... So you don't know anybody's intentions. You, you have no idea what anyone is going to do 20 years from now, 30 years from now. Mm-hmm. God probably does. But at the end of the day, it's, God will say, you know what? My original plan for this guy is that you stay righteous and you follow my instructions for the rest of your life. But then he, he can also wake up one day and be foolish. And God isn't going to, you know, say, oh, okay. No, I'm going to give him a choice. Okay, continue your foolishness. Whenever you feel like you want to stop being foolish, you can come back to me. So you don't know anyone's intentions. Unfortunately, it's the sad reality that you don't know anybody's intentions. The guy can wake up tomorrow, or the man, woman can wake up tomorrow and say, you know what? I don't want you anymore. Yes, you are God's original plan for my life, but you know, I don't want to again. What are you gonna do? <laughs> you know, originally I, I was never an advocate for prenup. I don't I still don't believe in it because I still believe that God's standard is forever. We yeah. come together, we build, we grow forever. But if you have material things, quote unquote, that you feel, and again it's 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 a thing of choice mm-hmm. that you feel like you want to protect. You know, please do go into one if you feel like you want to, if it's going to make you comfortable, don't go into this with the mind of, I'm going to divorce this person. That's the wrong That's way the wrong to do it. Or, oh, I'm going to divorce my divorce me when they know. But then if you feel like, Omar, this thing, I worked too hard for it, for it too. I don't want anybody to wake up one day and please do free, feel free to go into one. You know, people are crazy. People get into marriage for the worst reasons and you can't really tell anybody's intention. So if that's what makes you comfortable, it's not a sin. (laughs) Feel free to go into it. So what she's asking, for example, this, you know, obviously these ones are celebrities. They are not your everyday people. Do you think it's outrageous? Because, okay, also, sorry, I forgot to mention, initially she didn't say, later on she said there have been instances of domestic violence even before she married him and then while she was in the marriage so that's just what she said obviously they haven't gone to court yet no more you know she just dropped that i feel like she's uh, to be honest let's let's not i feel like she's trying to take a piss yes. mm-hmm. <laughs> to be honest yeah i feel like it's i feel like you know when you're you, you're burnt about something, something and you're just trying to get your pound of flesh mm-hmm. that's my honest mm-hmm. opinion of what i feel like. i mean come on two million dollars a month that's ridiculous <laughs> but i don't know the thing. 
we don't we don't have a say. We don't yeah. know what went down in, in their marriage. marriage. We don't know what went down before their marriage. We don't know mm-hmm. what she's endured. We don't know how much work she's put into it as well. I mean, when we see all the celebrities, we always think that, oh, it's the guy that is going out to do the work. You know, but who knows? They probably have started a business together. Who knows that maybe it was her only five hundred five hundred dollars she had <laughs> she when the guy was invested. That's the business. You know what I mean? So we're not there. We don't know. <laughs> we don't know how it went down. We don't know why it went down. We don't know why she's, you know, asking for that amount of money. But I feel like every woman who's helped a guy build something um, deserves deserves to be treated fairly deserves to be triple fairly. I mean, if you guys decide to go into something, you guys were both broke, broke asses and she really puts put in the effort to help you out to build something. You're both adults. You decide you want to part ways, then it's fair. It's only fair that, you know, um, you you give her, you know, what she does deserve. It's not okay to just, yeah, you give her what she deserves. Two million dollars in pounds, so I don't know, but... <laughs> So here's another angle, right? Because obviously her kids are old, older now, a lot older adults. What if, which I thought about, what if she's been suffering and knew she wanted to leave? But you know the time old, I'm staying for the kids, I'm staying for the kids, right? So it's possible she has been suffering, quote unquote, for the kids, but now she's ready to go. She's like, okay, I want to start my life, enjoy myself. Like the things that were due to me that time, I want to take everything. Because she knows, I mean, if your last child is 19, you know that. You know, the child is okay. You don't need to be there every second. You don't need to be there in college. So you are retired. At least that one, we have the opportunity to talk about settlement. Moving on now to another, I don't know if I say annoying, painful, scary, all of the above. Ghanaian pastor called Sylvester Ofori. And the videos have been going around, so I think most people would have seen it. He's supposed to be... This is another thing I don't understand. He calls himself a prophet. So I don't know if he's a pastor prophet. I don't know if he called himself. He's, he doesn't belong to a branch of any church. I guess he started his own church. And he has, you know, followers, people that are shouting, yes, pastor, all of that. So he's a big man. He's a big boy. And he's married to another, you know, Ghanaian lady. Got married quite young. She was about 22, 23 when they got married, almost five years ago. The circumstances under which they were getting divorced, we don't know. Right, we just know there was a divorce proceeding in place. She goes to the house. Important to note that she wanted to go by herself, and her brother said, No, we can't let you go alone. So that means there's something that has been going on. There's something this guy is capable of doing that the brother knew and felt someone needs to escort you. So they escorted her mm. to get the documents. She gets there, and this man attacks her. In the present, you've seen the video, her brother is not a tiny person. The brother is bigger than no. the husband. But he attacks this wife. In the presence of her brother, and this man is often, often just angry. This is the husband or the pastor or whatever. He's cursing. He's, you know, and he told the brother, I think three things are important. One, he said, you supported me on the wedding day. The brother was like, yeah, because you deceived us. I thought you were a normal person. You have proven that you're not okay. I cannot let my sister be around you. And then he says, this same sister that is a witch, you know, a pastor told me she's a witch. Her brother said, my sister is not a witch. You are a fake pastor and anybody else that is surrounding himself with you is fake, you know. And then the third thing he told him, he held his neck. The husband held the brother's neck and said, oh, you're calling me fake. If I don't kill your sister, then you know I'm fake. Right? Which is, of course, (laughs) it's not a joke. If you saw his Mm. eyes, if you saw the way he said it, and that was the last thing he said, you know, he turned around, he left. And the brother was like, what? I'm calling 911. The sister in question starts begging him, no, don't do it. I don't want it to escalate. 
And the brother, you know, he has to escalate because this man threatened your life. But she, I don't know. That's what I'm trying to understand. In the video, she was so calm. Like, she wasn't even bothered. She was just like, oh, I found the documents. She was just, you know, he's definitely been, you know, abusing her before, probably threatened her before, maybe choking her, beating her, whatever else, you know, emotionally abusing her, verbally abusing her. And she just didn't think this was going to be anything. Maybe she felt, I'm already on my way out, so what does it matter? That she kept saying, I don't want you to escalate, you know, he'll police, whatever. So anyway, when they were going to leave, she looks around and she's like, I have to come back for these things. Her sister-in-law was like, no, this is your last time here. And she says, you know, all the furniture, all the, the sister was like, is a loss. Like, just, I don't know. I, I don't know. I honestly don't know what was in her mind. Why was she so calm? What was she thinking? Why did she even still want to come back to save all oh, my couch, all oh, my chair, all oh, my TV? This time law told her, it's death. Like, you pay it off and forget about it. You get a new one. You can't exchange your life for property. She actually said that to her. And then this poor woman, they drag her out. She moves, you know, she's staying with her brother or wherever. She goes to work a few days later. And this man is waiting for her. Ambushes her. Shoots her. Walks up to her where she's, you know, somebody has shot you now, you're dying. And stood over her and literally emptied his gun and walks away. So police eventually arrest him, you know, what not, what not. Obviously, trial will come later. But she's gone. So the threats he made, he actually brought it to pass. He was not joking. He, you know, made it happen. And his church members, you know, obviously people are contacting him for comments. And they are saying, wow, we're so surprised. They were such a happy couple. What a wonderful pastor and wonderful pastor's wife. And I mean, there are videos of their wedding, you know, going around. And they just looked normal young people. Oh, my God. You know, people say black love. Wow, pastor marrying this woman. She's so lucky, a man of God. She, and this is how she ended up. This man shot her in a strip mall, just like an animal, and walked away. No remorse, didn't bend down and cry, didn't, oh my God, what have I done? No, he just, he left, he went home. I just want to know, right? Because when I think of it, I'm not married, I've never, you know, I'm single, I've never been married. I'm always like, if anybody try me, my guy, we're down the line, no. If I don't stab you, then <laughs> somebody will, you know. But I always say that, like, ah, somebody will beat me and I'll stay, it's not possible. Ah, I must do something, you know, I have four brothers, I will go call my brother, or, you know, I'm out, I pack my load that day. I just, you know, that anger is there. And of course, a lot of single people that have seen this video have said the same thing. But you see a lot of people that are married and maybe they eventually get out of it or when things get better, they tell you, you know, there was domestic violence in my marriage. And you're like, how, why? Like, so I'm trying to understand, I guess that's my question for you. What makes a woman stay even when she knows that those things are happening? Like the condition is not favorable. Her life is at risk. Why does a woman stay? when there's domestic violence, emotional, you know, financial, whatever the violence. And what role does being an African and a Christian play? Because those are, I mean, you know how the Bible says a uh, three-strand cord that will never be broken? In Africa, we use religion and culture as two of the strands. Do you, they the middle. They will and tie you. So we, have, we, we cannot talk about such things without bringing up those two aspects because that's what they use. Mm. They will quote for you. Oh, in our tradition, we don't do this. Christianity, we don't do that in our church. So, you know, what's your own experience? What's your own mindset, your thought on? So crazy because this topic is becoming a little bit too frequent yep. where women are dying in the hands of their spouses. And 
it's tiring to be honest because i mean we talk about it talk about it talk about it but then the truth of the matter is is there a is there going to be ever a solution because you say okay well in nigeria you know the man can do it and get away with it so that's why they would do it but alas in even, america even in their brooks yeah <laughs> proper you know justice system mm-hmm. and all that and they know that if they do this they'll be arrested or they'll be you know for life and whatnot but they still they go still ahead do and do it yeah so i'm sitting here thinking it's a very strong male egoist egoistic personality i don't mm. know what it is mixed with mental problem mixed with village witch because <laughs> <it's> crazy <laughs> please village That's witches are on holiday leave them <laughs> covid has caught them anyways but um it's really sad because this is the second one this year mm-hmm. that i am hearing about, about. um you know, the first one in Nigeria where the guy just ties her up and stabs oh, her. Oh my goodness. Times. That thing was horrible. You know what I mean? So let me start with the women. I, um, my own case wasn't this bad. I mean, as a sharp worry babe. Uh, <laughs> bro. <laughs> you know, yeah, I got the threads. I got the I'll kill you threads. I'll shoot you threads. All oh, those wow. things I got the threads. In my head, I'm like, ah, this guy, man, I don't want to find out if you can do it or oh, you no. can't. Yeah. You know, I don't want to have to find out. I don't, I don't, I don't play with words. I mm. think that's one thing that really helped me in my situation, even before I got married. I don't play with words, positive words. I don't play with negative words. So mm-hmm. if you say something to me, as already, I always take your A for A, mm. your B for B. I don't play with words. So that kind of like saved me in my own, in my own way, because when my ex used to say those funny, funny things to me, I'm thinking, bro, <laughs> you know, <laughs> it's not a joke. This thing is not a joke. You know what I mean? It's not a joke. Who says it? Sometimes he used to say it in passing. Sometimes he would say it as a joke. Sometimes, yeah. would, you know, sometimes in the middle, midst of a fight, say, wow. say it here and say it there. And I'm like, you know, this guy keeps mentioning this thing. I, hmm. I don't want to not pick up one day. Hmm. Or be in a situation one day and it would manifest. So I picked up my things in absolute silence. You know, and I was reading a trade the other day of a lady who was relaying her experience, and I said, Wow, this is this was me. Hmm. I didn't tell anyone where I was going. Not even my family knew where I stayed. Nobody. No but no soul. Nobody. Nobody knew where I was going. Traveled one day, picked up my stuff, and I was out hmm. because I don't want anybody to come and pick my cops hmm. in anybody's house. No Why is it joking doves or is it oh, serious trash? You know what I mean? Because yeah, we did have light cases of you know domestic violence here and there, but then it, 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 it was never anything that escalated. But in the midst of that, I would hear, I would kill. Ah, I can't remember. <laughs> Got a house, rented a house silently. Nobody hmm. knew. One day, packed the things that I could pack, the ones that could enter box, the other ones, I left it. Chair, furniture, everything, I left it there. Mm. Five years later, I'm still alive to enjoy my children. I don't, do not play with threats. I say it a lot. Do not play with threats. Don't play, because you're not, you can't tell what the person is thinking. Even if you're laughing on top of a bottle of beer, you really do not know what they're capable of. 
You can't, and for an egoistic, and for a man who has ego, the fact that he said it, when I watched the video and he says, if I don't kill your sister, Call me fake. Um, if I, yeah, I will be mm-hmm. fake. Mm-hmm. A man with that kind of ego will ensure yep. that he goes through what he has said he will do so that he proves to you that he's, that not, he's fake. not fake. Even at the he risk said, of I, spending I, his life in jail? So that he proves to you that he's not fake. Wow. It's, a, it's, a, it's crazy what ego can do. It's crazy so that he proves to you that he's not fake. And for the, for the women, I don't, I feel like it took me barely, well, four, four, four and almost five years before I actually finally left, right? Wow. I had gone before, I packed my things, I said, I'm not doing it again, I'm going to America. Went to America, after one year I came back, you know, it took a while. Me, partially because, I mean, I had kids, so yeah. that was one reason. But I feel like some, sometimes it's just the hope that you have that this is going to change or get better. I mean, nobody goes into marriage hoping to get a divorce. Nobody, no single soul, no matter how wild or promiscuous you are, even if you're on your seventh husband, you still have the hope that (laughs) I'm this my seventh husband. Seven is the number of perfection. Perfection, number of rest. Let's here. You know, nobody goes into it with with the mind that I want to get divorced tomorrow because it's a stressful process. Nobody wants to deal with that. It's 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 even in boyfriend girlfriend. Nobody goes into boyfriend girlfriend relationship with I want to break up. You've spent your life with the person. You've invested mm-hmm. your time. You've invested your emotions. You've invested your money. You've invested True. your everything. You have fried dodo together. You yeah, I've posted you it on Instagram. Just, <laughs> <laughs> You don't just go into things because you want to get out. So sometimes that thought of maybe this can still find a way, you know, somehow. Okay, let me just leave for the moment. Maybe there's hope somewhere. You know, I've invested so much of myself. I mean, she's, she wants to take her chair. Very much. Do you understand yeah. her mental state? Yeah. She's thinking of how much of her time she's invested, mm-hmm. how much of her emotions. You know, it's not easy to just get up and leave. It's not, it's, it's, it's never just, uh, it's never easy because there's so much that you have invested. You've shared your life with another human being, for God's mm. sake. Person has your pants, your bra, the way you brush your teeth. <laughs> you know? And you know, you're just there bro, I'm going to start this all over again. Mm. It's not like, you know, there's, there, I can't do this all over again. again. It's a lot of emotional work. So sometimes that keeps you where you are just the thought of i don't want to have to do this over again okay let's just hold on to the last light in the tunnel and then you stay Hmm. for absolutely that reason but you see and i don't blame when women do that because i know what it means to not want to lose what you've invested yourself Hmm. in and then the process of getting a divorce is another heartache especially in nigeria here uh just You will wish you never even marry in the first place so that you don't have to. to <laughs> in fact, in the midst of the divorce, you're like, you know what? Let's just, let's just let's reconcile. Because work it with marriage is way better than this divorce wow. process, to be honest. Yeah, it's, it's, it's pretty, it's tedious, it's crazy, it's a hassle. It's emotionally, it's actually more emotionally draining than whatever abuse you think you're going to face in your marriage because Nigeria, just the system is very blessed and highly favored. <laughs> um, 
<laughs> so people just, especially here in Nigeria, women just say, you know what, if, even if they leave, they never really go through the process of getting divorced because mm-hmm. it's just some people stay in court for five years, six years, ten years. Because so, I used to wonder how come a lot of people in Nigeria, especially let's say our parents' mates, where they, you know they're not together, but they're just separated. Like the woman is still Mrs. whoever, yeah. but they're just separated yeah, forever. They don't actually divorce. Yeah. Because hmm. the process just is just draining. Wow. I know, I know. I heard a case when then, just before I filed mine, and people were trying to discourage me. There was a case there; the, the thing had been in court for six years. Why? You know, it, that's an entire different podcast. <laughs> <laughs> it's um, you know, because the truth is, at the end of the day, judges here, and I'm, I'm sorry if, if I'm if I'm going to step on any toes. There's still a very strong patriotic community of society yep. we live in. Okay. So if you're a woman and you're coming to the court and you are the woman asking for a divorce, you know, as far as they're concerned, who the hell are you? Mm. You know what I mean? How dare you come and you want to leave your husband? You know, why? Go and sort yourself out, you know, and it's, it's, it's really annoying and painful and stressful. But just the thought of doing all those crazy things sometimes just keeps women where they are, you know, and some other times it might be the, the image you're trying to protect. Because our society is very judgmental, for lack of a better word. Um, if you're a woman leaving the marriage, if you're the one who's actually seeking to leave, there's just the whole, oh, you didn't hold it down enough. You're so spoiled. Can't you, can't you have rubbed his head more? Can't you have, you know, brushed his teeth for him a bit more? I mean, uh, can't you have done this? You didn't cook well. Maybe you put too much salt, so the water was not hot enough. We were boiling it. You know, just wow. stuff. And um, women don't want to have to face that stereotype or that stigma, that stigma that people have about divorced women or people who can't hold their marriages down. And you know, Nigerians seem to forget that marriage is two people. It's not a no. It's in Nigeria, it's not two. It's one person. <laughs> You know, you know, you, you know something I thought about. Sorry to cut you off. You know, in the market in Nigeria, when you go to the market, those people that carry baskets, I think Alabaru, and as you are walking, yeah, they yeah, bring yeah. down the basket. That's what it is to be married in Nigeria as a woman. You'll be carrying the basket. The man will be walking in front. Anyway, he stops. You stop. Any problem or whatever, good, bad, he will put inside the basket. Those people, no matter what you give them, they never say it's too heavy. They literally just keep following you with whatever you put. They will carry it for you till you get to your car. That's literally the image I thought of that traditionally that's what Nigerian yeah. people want marriage to be for a woman. Like whatever comes your way, put it in your basket, adjust it, and just keep going like nothing happens. It's quite ridiculous because even biblically, that's not what God is asking us for. That's not what God never said the woman should be the budding bearer of a home. Nope. Never. Never. Christ, love your wife the way Christ loved the church. Ultimate. Christ literally washed the feet of his disciples. King of the world. Mm. Literally allowed himself be humiliated so that we can have access to God, so that we can stand righteous before God. Literally laid his life. When we say, oh, Christ laid his life, it seems like it's very vague, mm-hmm. very minute. Hey, it's not just today. No. Guy went through humiliation, went through pain, and it's not like he didn't have a choice. If Jesus had said, "I don't want to go to the cross," ain't got nothing you're gonna do to him. Yep. He could have not gone to the cross. If he had decided to say, "Let me call down the legions of angels and bring me down from this cross," he could have done it. <laughs> but he objected his will to the authority of God for you. That's who a man is compared to. to be in his That's what he means. 
to love your wife like Christ loved the church is that you are willing to subject your manly will mm. for your wife. Mm. Subject it to God for your wife. That's a very tough thing to do. Dude, this table that you're shaking is too much. Uh, yeah, the table that needs to be shaked. Off your mic, off your mic. You have said too much. So <laughs> <laughs> much burdens on women. And we've sent women to their early graves. Mm. They might be alive, but they're walking corpses. Yep. Because they're carrying things that they're not supposed, supposed to be carrying. Mm. They're carrying, oh, you didn't pray enough. You need to marry a praying wife. Excuse me, sir. <laughs> Is the gate of heaven only for women? It's only for women. <laughs> you know what I mean? Did they say only women are going to go to heaven or Jesus when Jesus died the access was only for women mm. why can't you be a praying man too? Mm. is it spiritual um, um, spiritual mandates is it just for women. women or no 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 that's not that's not the plan Jesus prayed mm. for his disciples he did that's true the Bible says he was praying to the point that his his sweat was like droplets oh, of blood, blood. yep in in agony. Hmm. That's what it might. Let me write that one down. My future husband, if you're not sweating blood when you're praying for me, you, you have not come. Oh. Let me tell my father, please. The day the man sweating, if blood no come, oh. tell him <laughs> no. Labor of love, the labor of love. That's what it hmm. means to love your wife like Christ loves the, the church. church. You are the one who goes on your. The disciples, they were they sleeping. Were sleeping. <laughs> Do we see a start taking now? Bruising, not mm. chilling, you know. Mm. Oh, I want this guy. Let's get free. Let's get just free. Let's get just free. Let's. I bet drunk. Come and go to the cross and die. Let's go to him. <laughs> they were, they were chill. <laughs> You're mm. They were chill. But then we don't teach that to no. people. We only we teach submit. We stop at uh, wife submit to your husband. We stop it. And the rest of the verse says submit one to another. They don't Number. read that part. The Bible, verse 5, it continues. It's a scroll. It's, it's a only scroll. in which year that made it a book. Mm-hmm. It's a scroll. It's a continuous stuff. Hmm. Submit yourself one to another. We've sent women to early grade. Yeah, our mothers, oh, our mothers are holding down. They manage. How many of them are happy, to be honest? Hmm. How many hmm. of them, after 25 years of marriage, can boast and beat their chest and say, I'm still grateful and I'm still happy and my emotions are intact in my home? Let's not lie to ourselves. Let's not lie to ourselves. We put our mothers put so much of the spiritual burden and family on burden on their shoulders yep. that after a few years in marriage, you they start looking like lean chickens. Native <laughs> farm. <laughs> because as far as all my life, all my mom did was to pray for her family and her husband. Mm-hmm. Oh, father, 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 father. That's my mom till today. Yeah. It's not all that the Lord asked you to come to this world to do. You yeah. have a mandate. Yeah, I know there's a place, you know, where you, you stand in the gap for your home as a woman and mm-hmm. it's important. But let me tell you the secret of a marriage. When you become one, you have authority over each other. Mm-hmm. So your husband needs to also needs to also be in that place of spiritual authority to cover you mm-hmm. as the head of the home, because whatever he says, physical and spiritual goes. So if, if if you are leaving all the spiritual authority to you as a woman, bro, there's a problem. Because you're right, that head of the house thing that you mentioned, that's something you hear a lot. The man is the head of the house. But in the same vein, those same aunties and grandmothers will still tell you that, ah, you know, men are like babies, treat them like your first child. How are you a child, but you're also the head of the home? I don't understand it. How many roles are you playing, Sai? You're very versatile. Only you, baby. Only you, head of the house. How come? You still be shaking. How come? No, it's true because you hear, you know, sometimes when you talk, they'll say you're not married, you can't talk. Or what do you know? When you enter, you'll know. 
So sometimes I'm like, maybe there's, you know, which is true. I understand that I can't know, but there are just some things that come on. Let's, we keep making excuses for people. We keep excusing bad behavior. You know, a man will do something and they will exactly. say, that's how men just forgive and forget. But a woman will do the exact same thing and it's as an abomination. It's a taboo. You are going to hell off yeah. with your head. Yeah. You know, we, we cause these problems for ourselves. And as much as we want to make it a man thing, it's a woman thing because it's we women that even make fun of each other. It's we women that use being married is the ultimate blessing you can ever get. And yeah. if you are not, yeah. don't talk to me. Yeah. You know, address me as Mrs. I remember one of my friends, someone kept telling her, call me Mrs. Let's say whatever, Stephanie. My friend is also married. I just want to be called that. Just address me as Mrs. So your whole entire identity, everything you are, just add Mrs. to it. Just, it makes me feel good. That kind of person, now, God forbid something happens. The Mrs. you have forced us to call you. You won't want to drop it. You will stay there now. Even if it means you die, you will stay and die because... You don't want to go back. That title is important. It's important. I know in yeah. places like Nigeria, so people respect you more when you're married. It's crazy culture. It's yeah. called yeah. The culture really Very promotes. Cool. You know, at weddings, they keep telling you. You know, family members, aunties, everybody will call you and say, "Don't keep single friends. Don't let single women come to your house." So don't. Is your husband a dog? That anybody oh he God, sees. Advice- anybody oh he sees, gosh. he will just yeah. <laughs> jump on them or what? Like, don't get me wrong. I understand. Obviously, you know, you want to be cautious. You don't want to what that thing put a meat in front of a lion or whatever. But still, it's a lot. It's really a lot. And yeah, it's how how do women keep in all these things we're talking about now? Because some people don't get divorced. They, you know, they're like, mm, I'll still stay. You know, I'm focused on my kids. I'm raising my kids. I don't even mind this man. I'm doing my business, but I'll stay. How do you even protect your mental state in a situation like that where everything is just chipping away at you? You're taking care of children, you're taking care of home. If you have maybe help, you're the ones monitoring them, school runs, maybe you have a business, you have a job, you still have to be, you know, a wife, you still have to cook, you still have to perform your bedroom duties. How do you stay sane? Like, how, how do you manage your mental health, you know, as a woman who is going through all these things in I think marriage? So- yeah. I think some people just blank out. So, yeah. so here's the thing. Um, if you don't know what what a mental health or a proper mental health should look like, you yeah. you probably just can't be bothered about wanting to manage it. Yeah. So it's only us that speak big English. Oh, mental health, <laughs> mental health. Oh, okay, this is what you should actually be. You know, this is what your mental health should look like. Yeah. Then you say, okay, if, if you're not. If you're not on the radar of what it's supposed to be, you know that, okay, something is wrong. But 80% of people don't even know what the proper mental state looks like. You know what I mean? Mm. I didn't know I was depressed. (laughs) My, um, our agent, the guy who does like real estate agent for my, for my family saw me one day. I was wearing, there's this particular black dress. That dress, mm, if you put it in the middle of of, um, Balogu markets and leave it there, the dress will find my house. (laughs) I wore it every day wow. literally every day because i was just so i was just in that place where i didn't care hmm. you know i i used to wear the black dress and tie scarf in my hair and wear slippers that was it this is wow. me <laughs> wow. just i didn't have but here's the thing even as a psychologist i didn't even realize that i wasn't mentally okay oh. i didn't even know i because i never paid attention to my mental mental state before so he saw me that day and he says you look like a walking corpse. Hmm. That, those were his words to me. Wow. 
Wow. It's like you've changed. I was like, oh, what, what are you talking about? What do you mean? Ah, it's still me now. Still he me. says, no, already you've changed. The aura, the aura around you is different. You look like a walking corpse. You need to go check yourself. I'll be walking in supermarkets. I'll go shopping, grocery shopping. Supermarket where you enter that is cold. Even if you don't have light in your house, you're always looking forward, <laughs> forward to going to a grocery store. Because <laughs> there's AC, there's there's AC. Winter, and there's lights. And Singing, you know, and the smell of bread baking mm-hmm. somewhere and whatnot. Like I'll be walking to the grocery store with my cart and I'll be crying. Tears will be coming out wow. of my eyes. Nobody beat me up. Nobody wow. touched me. Nobody wow. shouted on me. Nobody did. So I didn't even realize that I was extremely dealing with horrible mental state. Hmm. Horrible mental state. I had, there's a portion of my life, and I don't share this a lot with people, there's a portion of my life that I can't remember. I don't have recollection of it. If you ask me what happened between XYZ year and XYZ year, I can't tell you because I don't know. I can't remember. But I don't even, I didn't even know that it was that bad, that my mental state was that bad until he looked at me and said, no, I'm going to get you someone to help out. So I called a friend of mine. I said, well, I need to see a psychologist. Of course, by the time I got there, they just threw antidepressants at me. I was like, all right, bro, I'm out. Mm. But people don't even realize what a proper mental state should be like so when you're going through the motions when you wake up every day and of course in the midst of activities you're not activity takes over now so you're not even (laughs) there's no time for you to say that okay i'm depressed no because you've plunged into school the children your work the this the that you know so by the time you've done all the activities sometimes you can't sleep sometimes you can't sleep if you have insomnia i would say oh maybe because i have like so much work to do not meanwhile, your mind is going your crazy. Is Silently, going wow. crazy. Yeah, your mind is going crazy. So people don't know what the proper mental state, healthy state should be. So you don't know what to look out for. You don't know what to look out for. The day that I knew that, okay, or a day you need help, right, was my friend, a friend of mine, one of my really dear friends, I went to see him and I was having a, we we're having a conversation and we we're chit chatting and he was talking about something that, <laughs> Jesus, he was talking about something that happened in 2011, mm-hmm. you know, he said, oh, I remember, do you remember when I came to your house and we went to do this? And I was just looking at him. You didn't remember? I swear, I couldn't remember it. Wow. Nothing of what he He's like, you were the champion of this event. Now you even drive the motor. I was just looking at him. Wow. Like, do you know, I don't know what you're talking about. And he's like, ah, holy shit, this is not okay. You need to get help. You need to, I didn't even know. People don't know what the actual state of their minds should be like. So you can't really say yes. So that's why we, we, that message of self-awareness is very important. Mm -hmm. And, you know, understanding what's an actual whole state of mind is supposed to be so you know when you're depleting you know that okay this is not a, this is not okay this is not how i should you know i should be you're getting irritable every time you're snapping at people mm-hmm. you're you're withdrawing that withdrawing one just you know one. your mind the withdrawing thing yeah, yeah you're withdrawing from people your mind is wandering you're in the midst of people and before you know your mind has gone to zamfara you know just stuff like that so little little signs like that you need to start paying attention to and there's there's no shame in recognizing that something is wrong and you're not okay there's no shame because the earlier you accept that okay something is going on here something might be out of place the earlier it is for you to seek help 
And when you get help, you save yourself and you save everybody else the stress, yeah. you know. Yeah, so it's not, there's nothing wrong with saying, um, I'm, I, I don't feel like I'm okay somewhere. You know what I mean? I think also culturally, because I was having a discussion yesterday with another friend, we, we didn't grow up in a culture that even understands that mental health is a thing. We ascribe everything yeah. to demon, devil, Satan, possession. This one is possessed, that's yeah. why. Also, even people who are enlightened, and I know I catch myself doing this sometimes, we make fun of indirectly, right? We're like, ah, this one should be in Yaba Left. But Yaba Left is a psychiatric hospital that people who actually need mental health go to. But when we joke about stuff like that, yeah. then it makes it difficult for people to actually go to those places and access the help they need because you don't want people to, you know, make fun of you or you don't want to become a joke or a meme or whatever. So I think we also have to make a conscious effort of, as we're talking about awareness, some of those things that we've grown up doing that we, we thought were harmless, actually harming people. We need to be careful how we address mental health, whether we're joking or we're being serious. Okay, so I guess the last thing, this one is just now random, by the way, but that Cardi B, Antikadi, is... Uh, <laughs> supposedly, let me use the word, as Americans say, allegedly, supposedly getting a divorce she filed for divorce yesterday and somehow in my mind because she's done this before this is not the first time this is like second time somewhere in my mind i feel like she might still take the guy back which oh yeah is her prerogative oh, yeah. but that one is infidelity there's been infidelity you know from early on initially the first time she said she would stay because she had just i think she just had a child and you know the whole stay together try and make things work we're going to counseling after that she came back and said you know everything is good everything is great Everything popping, everything is to you. We are happy. Now, as far as Nigerian, you know, culture, whatever tradition, when a man is cheating, they say it's because you are not doing your duty very well. You know, why are you wearing scarf on your head to go to bed? Why are you tying rapper? Why are you not, you know, being sexy, lingerie, hanging from a pole or light bulb, anyone? <laughs> why are you just dry? Why are you boring? Like the man needs, you know, excitement. Men are visual people, you know. Stop calling him daddy tosin. Do all these things. He won't go outside. I know for sure Kadibi does not tie rapper. I'm not in her house, but I know. You know? Even sometimes she will post like, you know, raunchy videos of them. You know, she's very, she's a very sexual person. She's not ashamed to say it. Yes, I used to be a stripper. Oh, I do this. Oh, I do that. So I don't think it's lack of, quote unquote, that variety. But the guy still cheats unrepentantly. To the point that Kadibi went to club to fight some people there that they slept with her husband, that be they did what? Got a police charge that they're still fighting in court. On top of this same person. A full-grown adult. You know? Wow. Keeps forgiving this man publicly, privately. Apparently, he did it again. And that's why this time she said, you know what? Peace out. I'm off. You know? I'm done. I'm done. Mm. So what does that say to us or to people that make that excuse for men? Oh, it's because of me, right? He's beating you. It's because what do you do to provoke him? He's cheating. Eh, what didn't you do at home? He's not coming back. Eh, why are you not cooking? You know, this example now, what does this say to that school of thought? Like, because it's always the woman's fault. No matter how you look at it, it's the woman's fault. So what does that say? What exactly is the man looking for? Because at this point, I don't know again. What exactly is, you know, it's not a matter of I work hard and she's at home chopping my money. She too is working hard. She's making her own money as well. She's successful. Quote and unquote, she's like a sex symbol to a lot of guys, you know? So, brother, What's the issue? What's the problem? This one. <laughs> <laughs> this one. I don't know because I. I <laughs> so, I I think 
I, I don't know what his problem is. Let's just say we start from there. Um, but I guess this is where the, oh, it's not about the body that keeps a man comment comes in. Mm-hmm. And people will say, hey, yo, you know, yeah, she might have had the body and she was going to sex or she had a bad attitude and whatnot. Bro, bro, when you make a commitment, stick to it. Mm-hmm. Whether her mouth is smelling funny or she... <laughs> <laughs> of which it's not okay it's not okay guys girls don't please don't do that and i beg you get get chewing stick if you have to i mean come on but then my point is if you've made a commitment to a person right please just just stick to it if you guys if you feel like she's tying up on her chest or whatnot have conversations about it if she's not listening then take the rapper and hide somewhere and buy her lingerie that wants her to wear or burn it something but then it's just that that lack of we have we're that we're in a lack of commitment generation true for lack of a better word we were in a lack of commitment generation it is i don't know how to put it but i just feel like that's what this is i don't know what these reasons are but um we need to just bring back that culture of commitments into marriages into friendships that that culture of commitments of loyalty respect you know i'm with this person respect exactly i'm with this person i am willing to forsake all other you've given us you know from personal to professional to you know all around but in wrapping up what advice would you give because i feel like a lot of times if we can see these things before you actually marry the person, of course, that's ideal, right? As opposed to when you're already in it and you're doing damage control. So a lot of times people, same thing. People say, how did you not know he was abusive? It's a lie. You knew. How do you not know? You know, I don't believe anybody would see things that that glaringly and say, ah, it doesn't matter. Blood of Jesus dive inside. So what smaller things, because they're not really overt. Sometimes they're subtle things. What small things do people see? that they should notice or take note of or at least explore further before making that commitment of yes i'll marry this guy forget he bought a nice ring for me forget he's a fine boy he sings in the choir and uh, what else he has a good job leave all those ones aside what actual signs can you see that should tip you off that hmm, something is off here nobody is perfect right yes. um everybody has tendencies to be crazy sometimes and yeah well the first thing i would say before i even go into any other thing is a red flag if you're with a person who two things a person who isn't willing to accept their faults or take responsibility for their mess up and then after taking the responsibility are willing to change you don't see that um okay i know that i messed up and i know that this was not okay or i know that something went wrong here um let's i I, i'm willing to work on it if you don't see that in the person's character a person who's willing to grow you know from from their so-called this is who i am take me as i am kind of thing that's a red flag because what would happen then is Things would happen in your home or your relationship. And I said, no one is perfect. Yes, he might mess up here and there. But then what keeps a a relationship together is like both of you are willing to grow out of your mistakes and your so-called this is who I am. Mm. And you have that that at the back of your mind that I'm willing to do what it takes to ensure that I build something sustainable. Mm. If it means me 
learning how to be a better person. So if I mess up, I take responsibility that I messed up and I would change and I would learn. There's that effort. You see the effort that this person truly wants to be a better person. If it's not there, that's a red flag. Please walk away. Because things would happen in the home. He would never take, or she or she would never take responsibility for it. Mm -hmm. And there's never going to be growth. Mm -hmm. You will just be going around the circles. You will just be going around the circles. So that's the first red flag. The man does not need to slap you for you to know when to walk away. Even Mm -hmm. if it's just the, you guys have a fight. um, And, you know, yes, even if you're the one that is wrong. And he doesn't, he's not... You, you know what I mean? He's not willing to grow out of that experience. Mm-hmm. He wants to dwell there, die, they tense there, <laughs> the wall of Jericho fall on top of him there. That's a problem. <laughs> you know, Jericho. that's a problem. You're right. <laughs> as long as he's not willing to grow out of whatever negative experience you guys have had mm-hmm. for the betterment of the relationship, then, bro, that's, no that's a no no. Mm. That's super no no. Because you're never going to move forward. Mm. The second thing I, I I look out for, hell, or if you are this much as to yourself eight years <laughs> ago or nine years ago. The second thing I tend to look out for is the person's ability to forgive. If you're with a person who doesn't understand what it means to let go, forgive. bro. A guy will turn to angel of remembrance. Remember when you did this? Remember you did that? I could have the brethren. <laughs> And it goes both ways. So even for women, if if you have a if you have a, 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 a your girlfriend or whatever isn't forgiven, doesn't have a, a forgiven nature, mm-hmm. isn't willing to learn what it means to forgive. Mm-hmm. Now I'm not saying be an idiot and always be doing something stupid because you know the person has a forgiven nature. Mm-hmm. No, that's not what I'm saying. That takes away from my first point because you need to learn how to grow from your mess ups. Um, in a person's ability to say okay. I know you've done something crazy. We're going to grow from it together. I'm going to let it go because we've, we've both recognized that this was not okay and we're growing from it. You know, that, that's so important if you want the relationship to last because we're humans. We have the tendency to, do, to mess up sometimes. And if you're a person who holds grudges, ah, you might as well just go to your village and sit on top of the palm tree with the witches and have a <laughs> meeting because there's no difference between a witch and a person that cannot forgive. You want want to build sustainability. If you're not able to grow from your mistakes, if you're not able to um, let go of things and just move forward, then why are you there in the first place? Hmm. Well, you guys have heard it already has told you. Learn from other people's mistakes. I noticed something that Nigerians do a lot where in life, of course, you don't have to make a mistake to learn from it. Somebody else can. You can learn from other people's mistakes. But Nigerians or Africans, we have a tendency to say, well, because I don't know what they did or who was right or wrong, you kind of throw away what they say, the baby with the bathwater. But there's always a moral. There's always at least one or two points you can take that you can say, hmm, okay, I won't do this so that this won't happen. So I think... I remember that. Please share it before you forget again. The third one, if you're with a person who makes a mistake, right? Mm-hmm. And they are not willing to, the word isn't learn from it. The word is change. Mm. I made a mistake. I'm going to keep making that same mistake. I'm going to be, you're not remorseful and you're not willing Mm. to change Mm. your attitude towards that thing that you have done. Oh, I cheated on my girlfriend. That was just who I am. Uh, Forgive, we forgive, forgive. Two weeks ago, you do the same thing. Mm -hmm. Next week, you do the same. 
it's very important if you know it's and and, and it's very easy to spot okay it's very it's it's so easy to spot you mm-hmm. you notice that okay this person does this right you guys have a conversation you talk about it oh i'm sorry i'm sorry you know does the exact same thing again again and again and again does it again mm-hmm. why am i here it means that you don't respect me mm-hmm. You don't respect me. You don't respect me. If you respect me and you respect how I feel about this thing you're doing, you would make the effort to be better. But if you keep doing it again and again and again, then you don't respect me. And if you don't respect me, bro, I should not be here in the first place. Why am I here? I mean, what's the point of being in a relationship? And that buttress is my first point. You have to, because I think for me, what my what what was the what broke the camel's back was I said, you know, are they this man is doing this thing over and over and over again. And as far as as far as I was concerned, if you're doing something you know hurts me continuously, Continuous. then you don't care about me. You don't love me. It, it, love is far. You don't care about me. You don't care about how I feel. You don't care about if it's okay. You don't mm. care about me. And if you don't care about me, um, yeah, deuces. You know, you sh- I shouldn't be there. Why should I suffer for on top of somebody that doesn't care about me? And you don't care about me. You don't respect me. And respect is the most, it's the most fundamental thing in any relationship. Love is love is love is able to respect mutual respect. Mutual Submit respect. yourself one to another. Mm-hmm. You've said a lot of loud things here. I've taken notes. Hope everybody has taken their notes. Already has dropped some gems, some nuggets, some words of wisdom. As she said, don't say they didn't tell you. Don't say you didn't know. I can't remember that day in Dom. What Dom was it? I don't anything that was in secondary school. I don't remember. (laughs) Say it. Say it. Let me know. Let me know if I'll cut that part. Let me know if I'll edit that part out. This podcast to in 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 the future does it even five? I can't remember what we were. we're bored. I think nobody as always. So we sat down in the bed and we did a talk show. We we're just bad, pure bad, and then before we knew it, everyone started walking into the room. I'm doing this Every, Oprah yep, Winfrey show sort yep. of thing. Wow! I thought you wanted to say one of those embarrassing. I said, let me off the mic now. Thank you so much for You're for really welcome. sharing, for your honesty, for everything, and um. Supporting, you know, we're just starting, we're just growing. By the time we get to Oprah Winfrey now, we can say, I remember when you first started. Exactly. So, thank you guys. Thank you everybody for listening. Already, do you want to share any way that people can reach you? Uh, well, I'm on Instagram. I've got okay. a website as well. Already Udwaha. So, O R O D E U D U A G H A N dot com. I'm on Instagram as well. Already. Um, you find me on Instagram. I don't have my full name on Instagram, but yeah, I've got a website and on there there's a blog, there's a podcast, there's, you know, contact form, therapy, bookings, all, all sorts of stuff. Yeah. Oh, so okay. yeah, I'm on LinkedIn, Facebook. Yeah. Or you go on Google, whatever you find on Google, that's your business. But... <laughs> wait, wait, don't judge wait. me. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh Lord. Okay. I'll also put a link to her website and then I'll tag her oh, yeah. when I post this. Yeah. So if you guys want to check her out, see what else she has to say. This has been my longest episode so far. Oh, are you serious? Yes. <laughs> but yes, thank you so much. Thank you everyone for listening. Take away from this week. Be kind, 
be aware we've talked about that behave yourself some of you i keep saying it behave yourself until i come your way next time guys have a blessed week bye